0: The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhezomapepe on SAFM. Hashtag the African narrative. A life and time, perhaps a legacy. Thomas Sankara. We want to know what Sankarism is about and whether or not its ideology can yet entrench itself on the African continent. Of course, when Thomas Sankara assumed political office in Burkina Faso in 1983, he introduced political humbleness by selling all luxury cars used by politicians. He declared that the resources of Burkina Faso belonged to the people. The ideology of Sangarism was thus born as his birth ch- or his birth child as it were. Sangarism demands that leaders must use the occupancy of political office to serve the people and not the other way around. It places the interest of the people at the apex of political governance as opposed to self-interest of the ruling elite, something which for the most part is the currency on the continent and in else in other parts of the continent, elsewhere in the world. Although, although Sangharism means different things to different people, we will engage that with Mr. David Letzwalo, who's an academic at law, an activist, and one who styles himself as a Sankara. So without much further to say, in the 15 minutes that remain, David Letzwalo, so good evening. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Uh, good evening, Sankata. Thank you for having me again.
0: A young man, he's 33, he assumes power as the president of the Republic of Upper Volta, Political reforms take place. He, in 1983, then becomes the first president of Burkina Faso. Three years later, there is nothing of Thomas Sangara. Killed, murdered, with the help of France, obviously. He's no more. Why? Why did we lose on such an African jewel?
1: You know, Sangha, thank you so much again for this rare and precious opportunity to speak about a symbol of absolute humanity and humility, a symbol of uh, African perfection, African revolution, a symbol of pan-Africanism. We're talking about a paragon of servant leadership with quixotic and self-sacrificial leadership. Any reflection on this excellent leader of the African continent who worked so hard to his death to fight colonialism, neocolonialism and imperialism for the sake of the people of the continent is bound to be a catalyst and a cause for tears to flow from the face of any African. This is Africa's noblest son, Noel Isidore Thomas, Sankara, you know, we we, we have had to lose him. However, we haven't lost him because his spirit remains resolute. His ideas never die. So Sankarism should be the definition and spirit and soul and character of every African citizen and every African leader. You know, every time I see politicians speak, and they speak rhetoric and lies. I can't stand it. All I can do is just to cry because here is someone who left us a template, an example of pro African unapologetically African leadership. but you know people don't don't seem to have read that. they deliberately assassinate his character as much as he was assassinated, you know, physically. So, you know, uh, uh, Aikwai Amar of Ghana once said that uh, the beautiful ones are are not yet born. And I think this seems to be true. Sankara was born and we, we, we don't seem to be having any other chance of having another Sankara. They don't come like that anymore. So, Sankara is somebody needs to be remembered every time, not only in October the 15th. So, to your credit and your team, uh, Songezo, I want to thank you for not only inviting us on the anniversary of his death. You know, to invite him every day, every time, because this is Africa in the 21st century needs sankarism in order to to survive. So every problem that we see today in Africa, in South Africa, everywhere else has got a a solution and solution lies in Sankarism. You talk corruption, you talk issues of uh, women disempowerment, you talk about disease, everything education, literacy, environmental degradation, all these things are packaged in something from Sir Thomas Sankara. So I want to also start with this thing that you know Paul Kagame was said in twenty nineteen, said a very, very profound way, he said the following, and I think every leader, every politician should take heed of this powerful way. He said after the rebellion I came to power to find that an African, Thomas Sankara, had thought and planned everything. So me as Paul Kagame, I don't think anymore. All I'm doing is just apply what Thomas Ankara had said. And I think there's no other pregnant way that one can prescribe for our leadership in the African continent than this humble and, you, you know, kind uh, way as said by by Paul Kagame. So let me just pause right here and allow you to 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 assist us in, in sharing the views of Suma Sankara with with the listeners. Thank well, you so much. Well, thank
0: you so much for the indulgence and the invitation there. It's not my invitation. It's that of David Letuala, ladies and gentlemen, who is a Sankarist. Let's engage the legacy of Thomas Sangara. Let's engage the teachings of Sangara then in Africa of today, but more poignantly and specifically South Africa today. 2120 is the time we're taking an ad break. After the ad break, it would be my pleasure just to field a couple of calls on Johannesburg 714-2006, just so that we can get a diversity of thought and arguments, even lament or praise the status quo of the country and whether or not it fits with Sangharism. Does, in the first place, Sangharism fit in with the South African context? Does it fit in the African context of today? Of course, when legacies are engaged, ideas have to be contested. This is as good a time. For all it's worth, he died at the age of 33. And all we are doing now is talking about a young man in every respect who did what was required of a leader. Bring about change that was people-centric. And for all of that, he courted himself a bullet. October 15, 1987. After the break, we engage Thomas Sangara's legacy. The viewpoint 8 to 10pm, flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songete on, on SAFM. His domestic policies were focused on preventing famine with agrarian self-sufficiency and land reform prioritizing education with a nationwide literacy campaign and promoting public health by vaccinating more than 2 million children against meningitis, yellow fever, measles. Some 18 to 50,000 children who otherwise would have died annually did not because of these interventions. Burkina Abbey built for the first time scores of schools, health centers, water reservoirs and nearly 100 kilometers of rail with little or no external assistance. With little or no external assistance, total cereal production rose by 75% in just three short years between 83 and 86. I go on. He had a national agenda, planting over 10 million trees to combat the growing decertification desertification rather, of the Sahel region, redistributing land from private landowners, suspending rural poll taxes and domestic rents, and establishing a road and railway construction program. I could go on, on the local level, Sangara called on every village to build a medical dispensary and had pharmacies built in 5,500 villages out of 7,500 school attendance under Sangara increased from 6% to 22%. This all happening within the three years a young 34-year-old was in power. What does this say about young people? What does this say about the people owning their own programs? Villages building medical dispensaries in 5,500 villages out of 7,500. Clearly, there are a lot of lessons from sankara for south africa today david
1: you know um, when you when you look at sankara's legacy you, you you see that god and the african ancestors had given us a gift sankara lived way 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 ahead of his time and what I don't understand is why African leaders post-so-called independence, and even in our country post-apartheid, uh, you know, if you like, post-1994, have failed to grasp the simplest lesson. The person who came close to you know, interpreting the legacy of Sankara was how, for instance, Chris Hani unpacked what socialism is. To say, you don't have to go far. Just practice what you preach. You know, the jobs. You know, le, you know, dealing with hunger, poverty, and so on and so on. You don't need theory. You don't need Google Classroom. You know, laptop to do proper revolution. Sankarism grew up organically because when Sankara was doing what he, he did, I don't think he ever, he ever imagined that today me and you today uh would be talking about Sankarism. And I don't know how he would have reacted to to know that he has been now created or you know recreated under an ism called Sankarism. So all he did was to serve his people. And he reminds me of the the you know the principle of the Pan Africanists in this country in Eswatini as led by Robert Mangaluso Sobuke, to say, serve, suffer, sacrifice. These are things that are known and have been known to the leadership in Africa, in South Africa, Zania. But what is it that makes people not to actually embrace themselves? What is this problem? And I can tell you now is, is our value system and the myth that you need your former colonizer or your former oppressor to help you build your nation. And I can tell you that there is no oppressor or former oppressor or former colonizer who can help you to free yourself. And as long as we have this twisted mindset that depends on whiteness and the neocolonialism and neoliberalism, African people will continue to suffer under the man eating monster of white supremacy because white supremacy derives its energy and life and omnipotence and omnipresence from the ignorance and acquiescence of our leaders. And the problem with leaders is that they influence the ordinary citizenry. So we have got a citizenry that does not really look at the priorities. As we speak, the nation is consumed by crass materialism. What we appreciate is not really the values of Africa and Ubuntu and the welfare of our people or concerned with me, 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 rather than us, 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 as a collective. And I get very, very discouraged and actually saddened by the trajectory that the post-1994 situation in, uh, in South Africa, for instance, has taken. I get very much angry when we're now going to be celebrating the lie of freedom, when we know that we don't have freedom. How can we be protesting and marching throughout the year and then, on the twenty seventh of April, we are being you know lured into you know this fantasy that you are free. Freedom is not what you are told; freedom is what you have, so it's not what people call something, it's what it is. So if we don't we are not free, we mustn't be told that we are free. so we must fight for the quest for true liberation and not the rhetoric of freedom as it is being painted. So I think black people, through black political parties that are committed to African people, should start taking seriously the quest for true liberation and not false or rhetoric of freedom as we are being fed almost every day in this uh, post-94 arena. I Blaise Kampawe? Excuse me?
0: Blaise compound has been indicted. You must be happy.
1: You know... Uh, I, I am happy, but I don't have much hope because you know the post uh, you know independence Africa is still you know stuck, you know, stuck in the clutches and the teeth of the of the Western uh, you know world. The reason is that they, uh, he might not be actually extradited to to Faso to face his demons. and that's the the challenge that we have. But we'll pray as Africans that uh, that reality should be realized so that we can get the truth finally. And the family of uh, Thomas Sankara and the family of Africa should get closure and the truth. But what we know and we're convinced of is that his spirit and his ideas have never, you know, died. They've never gone to the grave with him. They've always been alive. That is why there are indications, even in this country, that there are some young political leaders that are actually feeding on the ideas of Thomas Sankara. All we can hope for is that black people should should stop this disunity. As long as people understand Sankarism, let us rally together around the spirit of Sankara. Forget these silly, you know, minor differences and walk towards the greater goal for the uh, the, the true liberation of our people. So, Fantastic. let's hope so. Let's hope that Kambar uh, will finally face his demons in the in the courts of uh, Faso.
0: Let's certainly do hope that the rule of law ultimately will prevail and that justice indeed will be blind as to who is before it. Rather, be very much open to the facts and the law as it should pertain. Mr. David Letzwa, law academic activist and Sankaris, thank you so, so much for your time.
1: Thank you so much, Sangezu, and uh, we need people like you to to push these boundaries and, and push back. The advent of neocolonialism and neoliberalism. Thank you so much.
0: I'll try my best. And with that the lights came on at the SABC for the last half an hour we were sitting in the dark. Let's take a couple of voice notes as we end the segment. Good evening, Songezo and your guest. Thomas Sangara will be forgotten just like Chris ani just like Hector Peterson, just like all the freedom fighters who died at an early stage, who are standing for the truth in Africa, that's one reason he has never been commemorated in South Africa because South Africa does not believe in the true justice and the true respect of uh, respecting citizens and delivering on the promise of a better democracy. That is my take. That is me, TK in
1: Namibia. Greetings, Prasenjezo. Oja Thomas Sangara, the warrior. Uh, for me racism is the problem, yeah, the racist system. You know, the racist system is destroying the earth. It's causing all the imbalances in the earth. You know, it is anti-life. Where people where there's natural resources, you know, people will always live in crisis. You know, so they are killing the people. But you'll we'll always remember, you know, the warrior Thomas Sangara Oja, we give thanks. One love.
0: One love indeed. Isaac to answer your question being Hi Songezo. Is EFF trying to emulate the great Thomas Sankara? <laughs> twenty one thirty three. Good night everybody.